Hey, Lighting Wars. Today is March 2nd. My name is Jack, and welcome to your daily episode of The Lighting. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'll be spending the next 5 to 15 minutes talking about some stuff going on in the world and incorporating scripture into it. Before we get into today's topic, just a quick reminder, please be sure to leave a five-star review, rate, like, subscribe, and whatever else you can do for us on the platform you're using to listen to the show. Here on the light angle, we try not to focus on the left or right angles, but rather try to find the light angle. We want to spread the good news of the King of Kings, Jesus Christ, and use that knowledge to better deal with the negativity we find ourselves living in day to day. Your five-star review and sharing of the show with others helps us to better spread the light angle and the Word of God. All right, so y'all remember about a week ago when I was talking about, you know, digging too much into world events and trying to line them up with prophecy and scripture and stuff. And I said we should focus more on, you know, spreading the good news of Jesus Christ and the gospel and your part, you know, is in the family of Christ. Well, I'm not saying I'm a liar. I'm just saying, you know, maybe, maybe sometimes we should, uh, you know, see the season of the world around us and stuff and talk about it. So we're going to do that today. So I thought this was really interesting and I really wanted to bring it up because I, I'm not necessarily going to share my opinion, but I would like to, you know, know your opinion, you know, angle at gmail.com. You can go ahead and reach out to me and I'll tell you if you're crazy or not, or if we're on the same page and I, I don't know, I won't have many answers. I'll tell you that much, but we can talk about it. But uh, anyway, this is from Tim, timcast.com. Televangelist Pat Robertson says Putin is compelled by God and Ukrainian invasion. The 91 year old religious figure said Putin was part of a series of events that would lead to the end of the world. Robertson went on to claim that Putin's invasion of Ukraine was part of the preparation for a monumental invasion of Israel. The claim is not unusual for Robertson, who often leans into end times conversations from his religious platform. The televangelist insisted the war in Ukraine is all part of an end times battle and that Putin was following what he called God's plan. Robertson said, people say that Putin's out of his mind. Yes, maybe so. But at the same time, he's being compelled by God. He went into Ukraine, but that wasn't his goal. His goal was to move against Israel, ultimately. He went on to say that Russia was utilizing Ukraine as a staging area, and God had put hooks in Putin's jaws for a reason to draw him to this world stage. Robertson implied that this was just one step in fulfilling biblical prophecies. Is Putin mad? Is Putin crazy? Perhaps. But God says, I'm going to put hooks in your jaws. I'm going to draw you into this, whether you like it or not, he said. During his appearance on CBN's The 700 Club Monday, Robertson claimed God's plan was being carried out through Putin's military actions. He reiterated his claim that the entire set of events was a prelude to a future war against Israel, claiming Russia would use Turkey as a land bridge to reach Israel for a future conflict. All of those troops that are going to be coming against Israel in the later days. And God says, I'm going to take care of it, Robertson said. He went on to tell viewers to read your Bible because it's coming to pass. Robertson has made other claims of end times conspiracy during times of political conflict. In October 2020, the televangelist predicted that Trump would win the election and the events would lead to the end of the world. He made similar claims in 1976 and again in 1990, pointing to events that would trigger the end times. So, and my wife here is laughing at that last paragraph. So, uh, you know... 
I think we should, uh, he, he did have one thing, right. That I can get on, on board with. And that is read your Bible. All right. So you're probably wondering, what is he talking about? Put your hooks into your jaws. Cause you notice there was no reference of scripture in there, which I thought was strange. So I had to do a little digging. Didn't have to dig too hard. The old Google machine was working just right. And it came up with Ezekiel 38, four, and there's some commentary on it. Let me read that commentary to you. So first off, Ezekiel 38, four says, I will turn you about and put hooks into your jaws and I will bring you out and all your army, horses and horsemen, all of them splendidly attired, a great company with buckler and shield, all of them wielding swords. So here's some thoughts. Here's the commentary. The most thrilling stories to be told are those found in the word of God. Not only are they exciting and dramatic, but they are true. They teach us great lessons and provide us with valuable warnings that affect all our lives. Some speak of battles and bravery that took place in the far distant past. Some describe kings who were brought low or shepherds who were elevated to positions of high authority and great responsibility. We discover how God's plan of salvation was set in motion 6,000 years ago. We rejoice to see the amazing, amazing, amazing unveiling of his plan of redemption. Over centuries of time, we offer grateful thanks when we consider Christ's redemptive work on the cross. While, which scripture, while much of scripture chronicles past events of significance, other parts of scripture prepare us for astonishing and often supernatural happenings, which are yet to take place in the near or distant future. And in every story, we recognize God's hand of blessing and his scepter of righteousness, guiding every event for the benefit of his people and for his greater glory. In Ezekiel, we are introduced to a fierce, godless ruler called Gog, who comes from the land of Magog in the farthest reaches of the north. He is the prince of places called Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. And he is an evil dictator who will control a powerful army that is composed of multiple squadrons of soldiers from many nations and different regions. And he is a proud and arrogant man who opposes God in all that is good. It may sound like fiction, but it is a biblical fact. God is a leader who has yet to be identified on the world scene, but in his wisdom and power, God manipulates Gog's evil schemes to perfect all that the Lord has purposed for his people Israel, the Christian church, and the world at large. I will turn you about and put hooks into your jaws, is God's warning to Gog and his brilliant strategy. And I will bring you out and all your army, horsemen and horses, and all of them splendidly attired, a great company with buckler and shield, all of them wielding swords. The Lord will allow Gog to undertake his evil attack, but his evil plan will not succeed for God is in control. Ezekiel supplies a list of the many nations that conspire with Gog to attack God's people in the beautiful land of Israel. He continues to describe their pre-planned attack on the recently restored nation of Israel. So numerous are the warriors that align themselves with Gog that we read, you will be like a cloud covering the land, you and all your troops and many peoples with you. This prophesied attack on Israel is designed by Gog and his evil hordes to plunder their wealth and render Israel a defeated and crushed nation. But God who knows the end from the beginning, will use this great military invasion to glorify his own name. He will use the evil scheme of Gog and the confederation of nations that accompanies him to display his greatness and his holiness. The Lord will reveal himself in the sight of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord, is his great challenge and mighty declaration. As we read through the throwing prophecy of the battle of Gog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubul, 
From the land of Magog, we see God's matchless wisdom, his amazing grace, his almighty power, his righteous acts, and his unparalleled omniscience. In his grace, he tells us the end from the beginning so that everyone can choose the good or suffer the consequences of choosing the evil. In his wisdom, God uses all things together for good of his people and for the glory of his holy name, even the evil works and wicked schemes of godless men. In his power, the Lord will execute judgment on Gog using plague and bloodshed. He will pour out torrential rain, hailstones, fire and brimstone on his enemy together with his evil troops and the many peoples who are with him, and none will escape. In the strength of his mighty arm, God will demonstrate his almighty strength before the nations and the people of Israel and in his righteousness. He will judge all things well. The God of scripture is its author and finisher, and he himself is the main player and the glorious hero in scripture. In his grace, he caused holy men of God to record for our learning what happened in the past and what is going to happen in the not too distant future. In his wisdom, he records history in advance so that we can trust him today and have bright hope for the future. The Lord has displayed his might, majesty, dominion, and power throughout the history of mankind and showed his amazing and incalculable grace at Calvary's cross. He has given us his assurance that he will bring all things to his perfect conclusion so that in the difficult days we face today, we can be assured that he is in full control and everything he says in his word will certainly come to pass. So there you go. Hope that provided some clarity. Um, if <laughs> you're not sure, maybe it didn't. Maybe there's uh, some questions going on in your head like, well, who's this Gog and all this other stuff going on? I highly encourage you to, again, read your Bible. Crack it open, all right? Everybody has a smartphone these days. There are free apps for Bibles, which also provide commentaries within the app. It's, it's, it's amazing technology. But if you're old school, go ahead and get yourself, uh, you know, easy to read, you know, NIV and study Bible and dig into it. I also highly encourage you to look into other uh, reputable sources online. YouTube is another great source resource. I don't like them for many reasons, but when it comes to, you know, good Christian teachings, believe it or not, they aren't censoring them yet. So get on to YouTube. Me personally, I'm just going to throw one out here. I like FAI. Um, they do amazing stuff in the middle, middle East, uh, discipleship and all that stuff in the middle East where there are not many Christians and where it's very dangerous place to be a Christian. They have great missionaries, but they also have incredibly detailed Bible studies every week on YouTube. My wife and I, we've been following their Bible study on the book of revelation and it has, we're in, uh, episode 42 of the Bible study. Yeah, that's 42 weeks. That's a long Bible study, but they dig it apart and rip it apart in the verses and really incorporate the relationship between the New Testament, specifically Revelation and Old Testament uh, books such as Daniel and others. It's very good. My point I'm trying to make is you call yourself a Christian, if you're living your life as a Christian, you should be digging into this relationship you have with Christ. And by doing that, that part, a big part, one of the main parts should be learning God's word, learning what he told us and is telling us daily. Anyway, all right, rant is over. Hope you enjoyed that little bit. Dig into your Bible. Let me pray for y'all. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are in full control of all that takes place in this world and that nothing escapes your notice. 
Thank you that you use everything together for the good of those that love you and that you even use the wicked works of the enemy to forward your own perfect plans and purposes. Thank you that you that those who conspire to do evil will not succeed, but will be used to glorify your holy name. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all, that's it for today's episode of The Light Angle. But remember, we each have a purpose that's much greater than making a few extra dollars, feeding a temptation, or getting the last word in on a social media post. It all starts with two simple things, loving your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving your neighbor as we love ourselves. Hope always starts with a little light in the darkness.